Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2007. This is Simon talking about Step 2. My name's Simon and I'm alcoholic. And I'm sober today and that's because of God's grace in my life and because of the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous and because of the program. This wonderful 12-step program which is my program for life It's a privilege to be standing here to share, but it was actually quite painful to prepare. Um, I've prepared and given this um, share quite a few times, and the difference now is that I'm speaking out loud, and the other difference is that there's people here. (laughs) Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I was thinking about a couple of things that um, that step two doesn't say. Step two doesn't say uh, that I know what that power is. For me, step two does not say came to believe that Simone could restore herself to sanity. And step two for me also does not say came to believe that um, we could restore ourselves to sanity by talking about our issues. Talking is really important and I do a lot of talking with my sponsor and I do a lot of talking on the telephone with other women who are doing the program. But step two tells me that I'm going to be restored to sanity by a power that's greater than ourselves. And I know um, that can be God, that can be my higher power. I actually um, am still and I think this is where a lot of my pain was coming from this week, I'm still really grappling with my high power and the idea of God for me. Um, I came into Alcoholics Anonymous with a lot of um, history and a lot of very firm ideas from my upbringing, uh, which was a very religious, quite a strict religious upbringing, and so I'm having to let go of a lot of old ideas And it encourages me in the big book to do that. And um, gradually, particularly I think, having read my fifth step to my sponsor, and as I grow in faith in the program, as I'm actually picking up those steps one by one, that, that, that faith is giving me, I guess, the courage to let go of my old ideas and... um, I don't have to live with drinking now. I have to live with being sober and everything that that means. And my sponsor asks me the question, what does a sane and sober life look like in this particular situation, whatever situation I find myself in at that time? What is it to respond as a sober 30-something woman who's living a sane and sober life? What what is the, the right response? What's the next right thing to do? It says in the big book that when I have fear, to ask God to remove it and ask him what he would have me be. And my sponsor says to me, what would God have you be in this situation? And that's often what our discussions are about. That's that. The sign just fell off completely. That's fine. I've had a lot of trouble with the idea of me uh, not being sane 
and admitting my insanity. And I have problems with that until I think about my drinking because I certainly was not living a sane life when I was drinking. Um, an alcoholic, if you're a hopeless drunk like I am, then continuing to drink is not a sane way of life. Um, coming home at 7 o'clock in the morning without having told my husband at the time where I was all night. That's insane. I never actually said to myself that I'll never drink again and I never said to myself I'll just have one. <laughs> it fascinates me um, that some of us do say that, I'll just have one. I always knew when I picked up a drink that I was drinking. I'd go somewhere for dinner and people would say, would you like a glass of wine? And I'd say, no, thank you. Unless I had a look in the fridge to see that there was a bottle for me and a bottle for everyone else. And then I might accept, because I never had just one. When I was drinking, I was drinking. And sometimes I had a long time in between drinks. I drank every day by the time I came into Alcoholics Anonymous at the end of the 12 years of drinking. But at the beginning, and for, for quite some years, I, I was a binge drinker. So that meant I would drink when you were paying. And for a 20-something and 30-something woman to have no contact and no interaction with other women in the same age group, that's insane. But if they were buying you a drink, they weren't buying me drinks, so I was not going to talk to you because you were the competition. And so one of the ways that sanity is being restored in my life, in my relationships, is that I spend a lot of time interacting with women. So you'll have to excuse me, gents, if I don't spend a lot of time speaking with you. Uh, I do learn from your stories and, and I listen up when you share because I'm an alcoholic and I can always relate. There's, there's always things that I identify with. It doesn't matter what our age. But I choose these days to spend my time essentially with women because that's the area that I've needed to work on. That's something that I didn't have when I came in. And so for me, that's the same thing to choose. Step two is really quite simple. I don't actually have to do anything other than coming to believe something. I don't have to know for sure. I don't have to go and take any action. I just have to come to believe that what I've seen happen in these rooms can be done for me also. I've heard step one, two and three as I can't, he can let him and sometimes it's just as simple as that for me it's been said already this morning that my I can't use my broken thinking to fix my thinking my best thinking got me to Alcoholics Anonymous at 31 without a job it fascinates me the people who are coming into the rooms these days and you have jobs how do you do that uh, my jobs were gone I was not employable by the time that I came in I had a license and that's because of God's grace to me not because I didn't drink and drive and I know that if I ever for some reason pick up a drink again that that will be out there for me that the possibility is that I will go to jail and that I will have an accident and I will physically hurt someone else and so the things that I hear in the rooms here if I haven't done them yet I know that they're waiting on that list for me if I ever picked up a drink again another painful realization this week 
thinking about step two is that when I come into Alcoholics Anonymous and I put down the drink and I've been physically sober for a while, that insanity can be can be totally there in my life without me drinking. Insanity for me when it comes to money is spending money that's not mine. It's putting things on a credit card when I don't know where the money's coming from to pay that, to be able to pay my own way. Um, I've been insane a few times in my relationship and if it were not for the program and for my sponsor, I wouldn't be in that relationship still because I get insane when it comes to relationships. I get insane about having to have my own way about things. I get insane in my lack of acceptance. Um, I've had insane behaviour when it's come to being on the internet for too long to the point where I'm exhibiting behaviour that I used to when I was drinking, when I can't meet my commitments, when I say to someone I'll be there at six and I'm not. And so while my life is totally about not drinking, it's also about living sober and, and living in a sane way. And so that covers all the areas of my life. And, and I need a sponsor in my life because many times things happen and it's not until I'm in great pain that I realise something's wrong. And that's what it takes for me to look at my behaviour. And then I have someone who knows all about me. I know she knows how to keep to herself the things that I've shared and that she's a safe person to work with. And I need someone who can see what's going on without an emotional connection. We're not, we're not family. Um, you know, she's able to be objective. I was thinking about my higher power and... Um, I think that my high power still has a mean streak and that's an idea that um, I really need to look at. <laughs> I mean, I know God has a sense of humour, I believe that because I have a sense of humour and I believe I'm made in the image of God. Um, and I'm going to have to work... You know, it's going to be an interesting journey just this next little bit. You know, this looking at this step this week has brought up a lot of stuff for me. And, you know, I thought of just standing up here and saying I don't know and sitting down again, but I did, didn't think that you'd be that impressed. Um, besides, it would leave way too much time in the schedule and then we'd really be stuffed. So... For me, my higher power, when it comes to believing that a higher power can restore me to sanity, for me at the moment, a lot of that is the power that's in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and about the higher power, whether it be God's will being made known through a good conscience, as our literature tells us, whether it be the words of sanity from my sponsor, whether it be something that I read in the text of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a wonderful book. It's a wonderful book. I was with someone um, when they purchased their first big book last night, and it's really exciting. It's really exciting. And I was instructed, um, I was told when I started, and I'm able to tell the women that I work with too, if something that I say does not match what's in the big book, go with the big book. Go with the big book. The people, the first hundred men and women, or women, it might have been, 
they wrote that text for us so that we would know exactly what to do. And so that's what I go back to. So I stand here before you this morning from a a situation really of not knowing. You know, as I've looked at this, there's a lot that I don't know and it's brought up some things that, you know, I'm going to have to be willing to let go of. And the wonderful thing about being sober and about actually turning up to life and being involved in the fellowship and, and putting my sobriety as the most important thing in my life to recover you know, I've got the time to look at these things and I'm really grateful for that. It took me a long time to start really looking at the steps and I was unhappily sober for about four years in Alcoholics Anonymous. I was the worst ad ever. You know, one of my friends came in her very first night in Alcoholics Anonymous was my worst night and they asked me to share and I stood up the front sobbing and I'd been over a year sober at the time, I think, you know, and I was mental, I was insane, I was a dry drunk and I was miserable and I told them and um, this friend of mine got what she needed, you know, that's the power in the rooms, Um, you know, it's that group of drunks meeting together, sharing our stories and so it's just amazing the power that's in the rooms, I just love that. So no matter what your situation, hang in there. Don't leave five minutes before the miracle happens. Don't leave five minutes before the miracle happens. Don't leave five minutes before the miracle happens. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting me share.